Hey everyone, Bill Giannone here, back with another webinar slash podcast. Today we're going to talk about burnout and how you can battle it at work, both for yourself and for your team. You know, in our industry, one of the biggest problems we face is hiring. We all have been talking about this for at least the last year, if not the last two years. We used to be an industry where we could get some really good entry-level personnel at very reasonable rates, and that's all gone by the wayside. I work with a couple of companies. We used to be able to hire entry-level personnel for about $12, $13 an hour, and that same position now, we have to pay $18 or $19 only over a two-year span. Obviously, what we were paying our crew leaders and crew chiefs and supervisors was probably in that ballpark, and now that's gone up significantly as well. So it's very, very difficult to go out and get anybody, no less any good talent. Well, the opposite effect of that, and the thing that's more risky for us and more difficult to manage, is the fact that we've got really good personnel now. And because we're overworking them, we're going to be facing a lot of employee burnout. This is not a unique situation to our industry. It's happening all over the globe because companies are finding it very difficult to hire. And yet they're also demanding a lot more from their workers. So that's resulting in a double-edged sword where you're pushing your good people even more and more and more because the end goal is ultimate profit. It's not a bad thing. If you're an owner, that's what your goal should be. But there has to be a balance. One of the side effects of pushing towards profit at all costs is burnout, employee burnout. Why don't we talk about employee burnout first, and then we'll address owner burnout. So employee burnout, there's several different causes for it. We just talked about it, overwork. If you're asking your individuals to do too much, that's a big problem. We're going to address each one of these individually as we go through, by the way. Repetition is another big cause of overwork. If somebody's doing the same exact thing day after day after day, repetition can cause burnout because people need to have something that's going to stimulate their minds and stimulate their thoughts, and they're just going to get really bored at work. Unrealistic expectations. If you set the bar really high, and what you think their day or their week should look like, you're running the risk of burning them out. Lack of support. If they don't feel like what they're doing is worth anything to the company, if you're just kind of one of those guys who just says, well, I'm paying you, this is what I expect you to do. That's going to create a situation where there's going to be psychological and physical burnout. And finally, lack of proper tools. If you're asking somebody to work 50, 60 hours a week out in the field, but you're constantly having equipment that's breaking down and vehicles that are tough to drive and overloading them with customers and you're not giving them the right things and their software is not working and they have to do a lot of stuff by hand. You're really asking them to do too, too much and they're going to get burned out really quickly. So let's talk about each one and then we could try to come up with a solution for each one. First cause of burnout we discussed was overwork. 
guys, each truck, each crew of two should be able to do, on average, about 17000 a week. Let's call it 800000 a year. That's what a truck should be able to produce for you in mitigation damage. At 800000 a year, average job being about 5000 we're talking about three and a half uh, demos and cleanings a week. If you're sending your guys out there every single day and they're putting in 10 hours of demo and cleaning and extraction, you're overworking that crew. Yeah, sure, they might be making you a million or a million two in gross revenue, but you're overworking them. At some point, they're just going to not see the value in coming to work anymore. And then for you guys, you're going to really, really lose out because losing out of really good people puts you in that double-edged sword we talked about. Not only can't you hire new people, but now you're going to lose good people. So be really cognizant of overworking them. If you know that a crew's been on three, four straight days of doing demo, you got to find a way to give them a monitoring day or give them a half a day and let them go home at two o'clock. You just have to figure out a way where it's not going to be overwhelming for them. Overwork is the number one cause of people getting burned out. And the number one result of people getting burned out is they quit. Number two result is they stop being productive, which sometimes can be worse than quitting. But you don't want them to get burned out. So overwork, let's make sure we're trying to manage expectations on what's going on. Now, that's going to go into unrealistic expectations. That's another one on our list. If you are the type of guy who says, well, no, these guys are demo guys. They should be able to do five to 10 demos a week. If I send them out to two separate jobs, they're just animals. They love it. Well, maybe they do love it when they're doing it. But I don't care if you're 25 or 45. Physically, that's going to take a toll on you. And eventually, that's not going to be good for them. You have to allow them to have expectations that meet their performance guidelines. If you're asking them to do that much work, it's not going to be good for you, and it's certainly not going to be good for them. We skipped over rep, re, uh, repetition. If you have somebody coming in every single day doing the exact same things and you're not stimulating them, that's going to cause burnout. This is more appropriate for your in-office staff. Your guys out in the field, even if they are doing demo every day, chances are they're not demoing out a kitchen every single day or a bathroom every single day. They're doing different types of demo. Some of it might be sledgehammer demo. Some of it might be scraping up floors. Some of it might be meticulous flood cuts, setting up containment, extraction. You have a lot of that. So there is some difference day to day. They're going to different locations. But your office staff is coming in every single day, sitting in the same cubicle, basically listening to the same music in their office, and doing the same exact thing every day, either typing information into spreadsheets or doing file management, reviewing paperwork, creating invoices. There's not a lot of nuance to their job. It's kind of just rinse, dry, repeat. That's not always good for worker burnout. Having to do the same thing every day creates this kind of lull in their mind where they're not stimulated and they just feel like, oh man, another day. When that happens, you run the risk of them just totally losing effectiveness in their job. So one of the ways that you can try to shake that up is by giving them different responsibilities that maybe one day a week they're responsible to do something different. For instance, 
we have a situation where one day a week we'll send one of our office staff members out to Staples, let's just say, and we'll give them a list and let them go pick up some supplies. Whether or not we need it, we allow that person to do that. So now they get maybe an hour out of the office once a week where they're able to go get some fresh air, see other different people, walk around a little bit, be a little creative. And whether or not we actually need those paper clips or staples or a ream of paper, they're able to go do that. It just gives their mind a little bit of a break. Yes, they're not being overly productive in that hour for what you hired them for, but you have to allow that break. One of the things I also like to do with my office staff, either here in Atlanta or when I'm in other places, is not give them advance notice, but invite them out to lunch and maybe just go out and take a nice hour-long lunch and go to a different place. If the weather's nice, sit outside and just have a conversation. And you know what? We're not going to talk about work when we're having that conversation. We're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about weekends. We're going to talk about vacations. We're hopefully going to talk about something they want to talk about. And we're going to try to relate with them. Because the other thing that that's going to do is it's going to combat the number four cause of burnout, which is lack of support. If people are working every single day and they never hear or see you or have any kind of feeling like their work matters, they're going to get burned out really quickly. It might take only months. And you'll hear that a lot of times. I just wasn't being fulfilled at work. That's code for, uh, I was doing a ton of work and nobody was acknowledging what I was doing. So those lunches every once in a while are a great acknowledgement of, hey, I appreciate you. I see what you're doing. Little notes go a long way too. It wouldn't be out of character for an owner to go out and buy a little booklet or uh, excuse me, a little box of personal note cards. And you know what? Every once in a while, don't make it a habit or where it's going to be every week or every month on a certain day, because if you do that, it becomes expected. But every once in a while, especially after you know that there's been a busy stretch, take one of those note cards and write a little handwritten note to anybody in your company that you feel you want to recognize and tell them, hey, thank you so much for all that hard work. I absolutely recognize what you're doing for this company and for me. If you want to throw a $20 gift card to Starbucks in there, or you want to throw a $100 bill so that they can go out to dinner with their husband or their kids, something like that goes a really, really long way. But lack of support is something that is so dangerous in our industry because really, really good workers are usually the quiet ones who don't complain to you all the time about how they don't feel like they're supported. The first time you feel like that you have to reach out to them, you should. Usually the first time you know that they're upset is when they give you their two-week notice. Obviously, there's nothing you can do at that point because they've gotten into that spiral and you just can't get them out. So make sure you support them. Finally, lack of tools. Everybody needs to know that they're being supported, but they also need the physical support. They need to know that if they're out on a truck Everything that they need to do their work to the easiest, quickest way is on that truck. If they're in an office, they need to know they've got a great desk. They need to know that they've got an awesome setup for their software systems, and they need to know they have easy access. That's really important. Give them tools to do everything that they're supposed to do. 
make sure that they can work properly, make sure that they can work out in the field properly. Don't give them an excuse to say, well, you're the one who's not helping me. If somebody has to work out in the field and doesn't have the right tools and they're good workers, they're going to make it work, but it's going to put so much more strain on them and they're going to have a negative feeling the whole time they're out there. That negative feeling is going to be about you, the company, and ultimately your client. You can't have that going on. So you have to make sure you handle that. Now let's talk about burnout at work. Let's talk about your burnout at work. As an owner, it's really easy to get burned out. We have to make sure that we don't fall into a trap of not giving a crap about work because we're just burned out. None of your workers want to hear that. They want to know that you've got more skin in the game than anybody else and you're more bought in and you're more committed than everybody else. The second that everybody in your company or anybody in your company gets the feeling that you're burned out, you are done. You have lost them. Your company will no longer support you. They will no longer fight for you and they'll no longer work for you if they sense you're burned out. So how do we handle burnout as an owner? All right, let's do a couple things. First off, you might be a guy who can't take full weeks because you're a very, very hands-on owner. Well, that's okay. I understand that. In most of the companies I'm working with, my number one goal is to work for the owners to no longer have to be at their job all the time. But if you're still in that middle position where you have to be there a lot, I recommend taking long weekends. Take a three or a four day weekend instead of a full week. Your company is still going to be there if you don't show up on a Monday. I promise it'll still be there. Will you come back to more problems on Tuesday? Probably, but it's okay. You will come back recharged. You need to go away for two or three days. You need to get away. When you do that, go somewhere different. Challenge yourself to go somewhere different so that you can have new experiences, new senses. The other thing I'm going to have to ask you to do is no matter what, don't answer the phone for a work call and do not answer any emails or text messages. Put somebody responsible in charge for that one day. It can't be that serious. Trust me. Everything that they think is going to be serious, they'll be able to handle. You're going to be building confidence in your teams. You're going to be building a process by which they can own and be accountable for their work. All good. And you're going to develop a process by which you can recharge your batteries, even if it's from taking it from 1% to 10%. You'll be functioning at an entirely different level than you are currently by not getting that break. Okay? Along the lines of empowering your workers, create a workplace brain trust. Bring a couple of your key personnel into your inner circle. Don't make all your decisions in a vacuum behind a closed door. Bring those people in. I like to call them, you know, our key personnel or our brain trust or our dream team. Bring them in. And even if you only meet once or twice a month, bring them in the process, share some of your vision with them, share some of your frustrations with them and allow them to bounce ideas off of you. You'll never, ever be at a loss 
if you're allowing them to share their ideas with you, you'll be shocked sometimes at the clarity and the vision that they will have from the position that they're in in your company. I know many, many companies that have had million-dollar ideas come from their staff. You need to empower them to be part of that. You're also going to be buying a lot of goodwill by doing that within your company. They're going to feel like they're being empowered. So now their burnout's going to go down because they feel like they're being listened to. And yet a lot of pressure just came off you. Outside of work, have one passion project. I don't care if it's a not-for-profit. I don't care if you're coaching your child. I don't care if you're renovating a rental property. I don't care if it's just going to a casino and playing poker or slot machines for a couple hours. Have a passion project. Have something you do that totally detaches you from work. If your mind never leaves the office, even though your body has, you will burn out way, way too fast. Your whole idea of building and owning a company is so that you can have something that's going to be a monster for you in a few years that can be a cash register and just generate money for you and make sure you're successful. Well, you have to allow yourself to breathe before you collapse because normally burnout will occur one year before your goal. So you have to push burnout away. And you can't do it just by being strong-willed and denying that it exists. You have to acknowledge it's there. And it might be there in the smallest little things. Like you might be getting upset at your staff over the littlest things. That's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt you. So let's do those three things. Let's try to take long weekends for three or four-day weekends. Do not pick up the phone. Do not answer any emails or texts. Let's build ourselves a brain trust of key personnel within the company. Let's share ideas. Let's share frustrations. Let's share goals and visions. Make sure they're part of it. Make sure they're bought in. And then let's have one passion project outside of work that has nothing to do with your company. That will give you that freedom to detach and disconnect for a little bit of time. You'll be amazed how clear you can see something once you divert your vision away and then look back at it again. I hope these have been really good tips on battling burnout, both for your employees and your staff and yourself. On behalf of everyone at the Crest Network, this is Bill Giannone. Thank you so much for your time. Look forward to hearing you and talking with you again on the next Crestcast. Bye-bye.